Hello, and welcome back to Haunted Moonlight with me, Michelle. Not too much going on around here, like always. Um, let's see, last weekend, we spent most of the weekend uh, taking down our Christmas decorations, which made Michelle a sad girl, and doing lots of cleaning because my friend is coming to visit soon, as, as I've said. Super excited. She'll be here in less than a week. We have a lot of stuff planned, and I know I mentioned this last episode, and maybe even before that, and I know it'll be in next week's episode, um, but I'm still really excited, so that's really it, though, for things that are exciting, a friend coming to visit, um, and you know, just honestly, we've been making plans for other stuff to do during the year, um, some of it I can't talk about, because it surprises for other people, um, but, you know, that's just really it. Uh, and that's going to be it for our little intro this morning or today, whenever you're listening, um, because I don't have anything else to say. So let's just get into today's episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still a little under the weather. I think this cough cold situation that I got from New Jersey, it just is one of those long lingering bullshits and it's really annoying. Um, but anyway. Today's episode, we are going to talk about history's most infamous UFO sightings. Now, this is the most infamous sightings according to the History Channel and from the year 2020. And that's when the article was. Uh, I'm sure there were different and more infamous ones than this, article says, but we'll start here. Uh, like, for instance, Betty and Barney Hill are not on this article or in this article. And in my opinion, that was pretty infamous. But we have forever to look up other instances of UFO sightings and aliens. Um, so this is just the jumping off point. This is what this article says. And this article covers seven different sightings that range from the 1940s until 1990. And they are not just in America. <clears throat> Ooh, my voice is cracking like I'm a boy in middle school. Um, <laughs> it's not just America. It's places all over the country or world sorry so um at least there's a little variety <clears throat> first though we are going to start with kenneth arnold and this happened in 1947 on june 24th kenneth was a civilian pilot and while he was flying his aircraft near mount rainier in washington state for those of you who don't know where that is he claimed to have seen nine blue glowing objects flying very quickly in a V formation. So think the geese flying and fly away home. Think the hockey formation in the mighty ducks, a flying V. You know what I'm saying? But the speed of these objects is estimated to be 1,700, 1,700 miles per hour which very much so makes them not geese because I'm pretty sure geese are not flying that fast. I didn't Google how fast geese fly, but I'm pretty sure it ain't that fast. <clears throat> At first, he thought the objects were some sort of new military craft, which makes sense to me. I mean, this was right after World War II ended, and it was also the beginning of the Cold War. So military crafts, and that makes sense in this time. However... The military confirmed no testing was being conducted in that area on that day. K. 
Can we believe them? I don't know. Arnold, though, he described the object's motion as being similar to a saucer if you skip it um, across water, which is how the media coined the phrase we still use today, flying saucer. I've also never um, skipped a saucer across water. I have skipped stones or rocks. Um, so I'm assuming, you know, I, I don't know what saucer people are skipping. This is new for me. Um, not long after this, there were other reports of a group of nine UFOs that were popping up across the regions. These included sightings from a prospector on Mount Adams and a crew from a commercial flight in Idaho. And like always, the government never offered any credible explanation for the sightings. They just claimed that Arnold had seen a mirage or was experiencing a hallucination. Again, typical government nonsense. But it was too late because UFO mania had set in. And in those few weeks after our next infamous, and in the ne- Michelle, get your shit together. And in those next few weeks, right after this, I don't know why I worded this weird when I read made my notes. Our next infamous sighting occurred. That's the way it was supposed to kind of be. Roswell. And this would obviously perpetuate the obsession with UFOs. Roswell is the mother of all UFO sightings. However, no objects were actually observed flying in the Roswell incident. This seems odd to me, but that's okay. In the summer of 1947, a rancher named William Mack, I don't know if it's Brazil, Brazil, B-R-A-Z-E-L, discovered mysterious debris in one of his New Mexico pastures. This debris included metallic rods, chunks of plastic, and unusual papery scraps. After William reported the debris, soldiers from the nearby Roswell Army Air Force Base came to retrieve the materials. News headlines started to claim that a flying saucer had crashed in Roswell, but military officials said it wasn't a flying saucer, just a downed weather balloon. That could be a thing. Ever since then, conspiracy theorists have been hard at work trying to prove that all of that debris found was actually extraterrestrial wreckage. One man named Ray Santilli even went as far as to release a video in 1995 um, of an alien dissection that supposedly took place right after this incident in 1947. In 2006, though, Santilli would admit uh, that he sucks and that it was a staged film, but he still maintained that it was based off of actual footage. So it was fake, but based off of a real dissection. Mm. And as it would turn out, the government was covering something up, but it wasn't aliens. Mm-mm, no. The crashed weather balloon was actually part of a top secret military endeavor called Project Mogul. This project launched high altitude balloons carrying equipment that was used to detect Soviet nuclear tests. The Air Force provided a 231-page report as proof that was called Case Closed, the uh, Final Report on the Roswell Crash, and they released this in 1997. Even though the alien story was quote-unquote debunked, interest in the case has only grown and Roswell's tourism is heavily based on this UFO sighting. Roswell is also home to the International UFO Museum, and research center, 
a spaceship shaped McDonald's. Um, excuse me, what? Show me this fucking McDonald's. And an annual UFO festival that is held each summer. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, hopefully, I'll get better soon. Our next infamous UFO is, I didn't look up how to pronounce this place, Lubak Lights. And this happened August 15th, 1951. Three science professors from Texas Tech were just out and about trying to enjoy their evening. And when they looked up, they saw a semicircle of lights flying above them at a high speed. Dozens of people were reporting this over the next few days, and a Texas Tech student, Carl Hart Jr., supposedly got pictures of the Lubach lights, which didn't end up being published in newspapers across the country and in Life magazine. Project Blue Book led the Air Force inquiries into the UFOs and investigated the events, and their official conclusion was the lights were birds that were reflecting the luminescence from the street lamps in town, and if, I know you can't see me, but I may, I'm rolling my eyes real hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. People that saw these lights refused to accept this explanation, and I refused to accept it as well, stating that the lights were flying too fast to be birds. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just sitting here, like, thinking about it. Like, I don't... It was geese. Now it's birds, and they're just reflecting the light. I don't know. I think you're full of shit. Yeah. No, I don't buy that. Now we're going to jump to 1957 to Leveland. Dozens of citizens in this Texas town reported seeing a rocket or strange lights that were interfering with their vehicles, um, like lights cutting out and engines dying, that type of thing. The police originally thought that these reports were a hoax, but then they also saw these mysterious lights while investigating the situation. And, of course, Project Blue Book was assigned to this case, and they decided it was an electrical storm and that ball lightning caused the lights and the car malfunctions. <laughs> okay. Um, even though there were no reported thunderstorms in that area that night. Hmm. Okay, Project Blue Book, we see you. We see you covering up shit. We see you. Also, this Leveland, Leveland, Texas incident was the inspiration for the cars going haywire in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Also, you should go find episodes to watch of The Osbournes Want to Believe. Um, Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osbourne, and Sharon Osbourne, they watch supernatural clips and they comment on them and Jack tries to get his parents to say how spooky they think the things are. It's really funny. Um... You should go watch that, though, because Ozzy, nonstop, everything's ball lightning. Oh, it's ball lightning, ball lightning, ball lightning. It's really funny. I love the Osbournes. <clears throat> Jack Osborne can do no wrong, in my opinion. Okay. Let's jump almost 20 years to September 19th, 1976 to Turan, Iran. Iran? Iran. I Googled it, and I still... So I want to make sure I'm saying stuff right, and I'm still never sure. And I even wrote little notes next to, my, next to it. I don't know why I do this to myself. This sighting started, like many others, with a bunch of concerned citizens reporting a bright light in the sky. An F-4 fighter jet was sent out to investigate this light. But as the jet neared the object, the jet's instruments went out, which forced the pilot to have to go back to base. So a second F-4 was sent out, and as that one got closer to the light, it achieved a radar lock. 
According to the pilot, the UFO had released a glowing object and he thought it was some sort of missile that was heading for him. <clears throat> when he prepared to fight back, he experienced malfunctions with his jet and witnessed another bright object being released from the UFO. This one headed straight toward the ground, though. The pilot safely returned to base even with the faulty equipment. After the incident, Iran called the U.S. to ask for aid in investigating the situation. U.S. Air Force Section Chief Lieutenant Colonel Olin Moy, not really sure if I'm around, so I got his name right, said there were explanations for all of these events. <laughs> let's, let's see his explanations. The bright lights might have been Jupiter, which was supposedly visible that night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. The second F-4 jet had a history of electrical problems, so the stuff could have failed even without this UFO interference. Mm-hmm. The radar lock was a malfunction. The first F-4 never went in for maintenance after this incident, so there's no proof that it was failing. And the alien missiles were a meteor shower. So... This guy, Mr. Chief Lieutenant Colonel Olin Moy, had excuses for all of it. And to me, come the fuck on, this report is bullshit. Okay? <clears throat> anyway, that was that. Now, very exciting, we are heading to the 80s. And we are in Rendlesham Forest, which is about 100 miles northeast of London. That forest just sounds so nice. I like a good forest. One man that entered this forest to investigate said to have discovered some sort of spacecraft in the forest. And then the next day, others went to see and confirmed there was damage, excuse me, to nearby trees and higher than normal levels of radiation. A few days later, more sightings were reported. Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt recorded this, I'm sorry, recorded his observations on an audio tape while he watched the lights. This audio is considered strong evidence, but obviously not definitive proof because it was audio, not video. So I guess easier to fake audio, which yeah, it is. The UK's Ministry of Defense didn't find any credible threat to the nation. So they decided no further investigations were necessary. Just like Roswell, Rendlesham Forest became a hot spot for tourists. There's even an official hike you can do called the Rendlesham, Rendlesham UFO Trail. And off this trail sits a model of the reported spacecraft. And if you think that doesn't make me want to fly to London, go to Rendlesham and do this f- fucking hike, you're mistaken because I do want to. I do. And maybe I will. I have a passport and I have four different pairs of hiking boots. So I just might. Anyway, the last infamous UFO for today takes us to 1889 and 1990, and this is the Belgium wave. So at the end of November in 1989, citizens of Belgium reported seeing this large triangular shaped UFO just hovering in the sky. Beyond these sightings, though, there was no evidence found of any UFO's existence. Then a few months later, in March of 1990, March is the best month. There were new sightings of multiple objects that were reported, then confirmed, by two military ground radar stations. Two F-16 fighter jets 
were sent to investigate these anomalies. The pilots couldn't see anything, but were able to lock onto their targets with radar. But these UFOs moved fast, so fast that the pilots lost them. 13,500 people, give or take, are estimated to have witnessed this, meh, 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 witnessed this incident, there we go, making it one of the most widely experienced UFO sightings. I mean, that's a lot of people to see that. 13,500, give or take a few, like, it's a lot of people. The Belgian Air Force had no logical explanation for the activity that happened, but they did acknowledge that unknown activity did take place in the air. The Belgians reached out um, to the Ministry of Defense in the UK, as they would, to investigate it further, but they once again, like the Ministry of Defense, uh, determined this incident wasn't aggressive or hostile, um, so they just stopped the investigation. So between Project Blue Book and the Ministry of Defense in the UK, like, everybody's covering shit up. <clears throat> and I think that's fascinating to me that governments wanted to cover up aliens and UFOs and stuff, even though we could clearly knew they were happening. And even though recently, God, what was that, August or something? But recently, you know, they're finally admitting aliens exist as if we didn't fucking know that all along. But also, how stupid would we be as humans if we thought with how big our galaxy is and knowing that other galaxies exist, like how fucking dumb would we be to think we are the only intelligent beings, I guess is the best way. I mean, because we have animals and other life on this planet. But like, what would make people think we're the only people or only being, I don't know. I know what I'm trying to say, but it's not coming out right. But you get what I'm saying. Like, that would be the stupidest thing to think that we're the only ones. Has nobody watched Futurama? Morgan has me watching it. Like, we're not the only ones. Also, Interstellar. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, short episode today. But that's it. Those are the seven uh, infamous UFO sightings, according to History Channel. Like I said, we are definitely going to cover more UFOs and alien stuff in the future. Uh, this was just a little little tasty taste. If you or someone you know have a UFO experience um, that you experienced, send those in to me. That'd be cool. Or if you have a UFO experience that you've heard about, like it could be famous or whatever, something in your hometown, and it's something that you want me to cover, you can just email me that info. Um, and if if there is something, something specific and you have articles for it or photo proof or something, something, send, send in whatever you can with your story you have for me. If it was your own thing that happened to you, if you have film and like video and pictures, yeah, send that. I want it all. I want the stuff. I want the goods. But send suggestions or your own experiences to me. Email them to me, hauntedmoonlightpodcast at gmail.com. It's in the show notes, too. Those are right down at the bottom. If you're, if you're listening on Apple, I don't really know where the show notes go because I, I use Spotify. But again, I'm, I'm floored because Apple Podcasts has really taken off uh, for my show. 
as opposed to Spotify, which makes me sad inside. Um, yeah. So send me your own experiences. Send me stuff you want me to cover. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with this for today. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. And until next time, keep it spooky. Spooky.